Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sestrino back here with some special holiday 2019 coverage as we have made our way into December and we are going to be discussing a recent holiday movie which aired on the Lifetime Network, which featured a survivor and so by law i am constituted to cover any holiday film where a survivor appears where lisa welchel appeared in the lifetime film you light up my christmas that's what we're going to be talking about here today with the great rachel wagner from the hallmarkies podcast she's going to be coming up in just a moment but i have a real treat for you here in the studio to talk with me here for a moment about everything that's going on at our house is Dominic Sestronino. Dominic, how are you? Good. Dominic has been dying to get back up here and return to the podcast. And this is Dominic's favorite time of the year that he has his Santa hat, which he's trying to put over his headphones. And I don't recommend that. I don't think it's going to fit. Dominic, how are you doing? Good. Yes. How excited are you to be back on the podcast? So excited. Okay. Well, try not to kick your legs. I know you're very, you're very excited. I know you're also very excited because it's the holidays. Yes. I, know I you've can't been... wait for Christmas. So, Dominic, over the weekend, we put up all of the Christmas decorations at our house. But uh, not them all. We need to decide something with the lights while we're going to do it. Okay. Stuff. So we've put up a lot of Christmas decorations. There are still lights that we have to plug in, which is actually a, a big part of what this movie we're going to talk about here today is. Uh, how did it go? Am I good at decorating for the holidays? Sometimes you are, sometimes you aren't. Why? What's When sometime am I not? This time you were good, last time you were medium, last time. Before what do you last mean last time? Well, last time what? Um, the last, for- last Christmas? Yeah. Yeah, why? I didn't do a good job decorating last Christmas? No, medium. I did a medium job? What does that even mean? You did, like, perfect. Well, okay. You did perfect? Okay, yes, all right. You did oh. perfect on everyone. Okay, uh, are you going to watch any holiday movies this year? What, what, what's one of your favorite holiday movies? Uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol. Mickey's Christmas Carol. Why do you like that one? Because it has the free spirit. Yeah, are you going to watch any Hallmark Christmas movies? I don't know. Okay, you never heard of that? Yeah. Do you think it sounds like something you would like? Yeah. Okay. All right. I know something that you do like. Dominic, I want to thank one of our sponsors here today. The reason why Dominic is here to help me talk about KiwiCo. Dominic, what, what is KiwiCo? Um, it's something that is fun that you could build, and I love it a lot. Yes. Okay. Yes. KiwiCo is the subscription box that is a project that you can work on with a special young person in your life. And when it comes to the holidays, I know people think of many different things, but it's a great gift for the young people that are important to us. KiwiCo is the perfect holiday gift for every young explorer engineer and artist in your real life. Empower them to be creative, confident, and fearless in all their endeavors with KiwiCo and their innovative projects. Can you tell me about some of the KiwiCo projects that you've done? I've done the claw and I've done the, um, I have done the farm finger puppets and I... And how does it work? How does does the KiwiCo box work? So you need to build it first, step by step. And but the, the instructions, they're too hard. You can't, you can't do the instructions, right? So I have an adult help me. <laughs> yeah, so you get, you get help from a, from a grown-up, and then you can do it? Yeah. And then what are the things that you end up building? Are they things that you could play with? Yeah. Yes, and you like, and you like it when KiwiCo comes? Yes, we have one. 
Yes, I know. We have one downstairs that we have to work on. KiwiCo creates super cool hands-on projects for kids to make learning fun. Is this, does KiwiCo make learning fun? Yeah, do you like learning when it's... Of course! Oh, okay, good. <laughs> okay. Get hands-on learning delivered every month. It's the gift that keeps on surprising. All the supplies that you need for each month's project are right there in the box. And then it's fun when, when we do it, when you do it with, with your parents also? Of course. Yes, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Look, because parents are busy, right? So it's yeah. important that we make time to spend with our kids. And KiwiCo is a great way to work together with your child to create an engaging and exciting projects. So this holiday, give the gifts of hands-on learning for tomorrow's makers. KiwiCo is a convenient, affordable way to encourage your children to be anything they want to be. There's no commitment. You can cancel anytime. Monthly options start at $16.95 a month. That's not a lot of money, right? Yeah. Including the shipping, just $16.95 a month. Head on over to kiwico.com slash Rob. Slash Rob. You you know this. Yeah. Kiwico.com slash Rob to get your first month for free. Every day counts when it comes to making a difference. So don't miss out on this amazing opportunity again to go to kiwico.com slash Rob to get your first month for free. That's at kiwico.com slash Rob. All right. Dominic, is there anything else you want to say to the listeners of Rob's podcast this holiday season? Oh, Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas. Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you. And now go back downstairs, okay? Happy holidays. Happy holidays. All right, everybody. I'm very excited to bring in our guest today to talk about the latest holiday film starring a Survivor alumni. And it is my great pleasure to welcome this woman to the show that she is a longtime listener and patron of Rob Has a Podcast. She's also the founder of the Hallmarkies podcast. Please welcome the great Rachel Wagner. Rachel, how are you? I'm doing great. This is so exciting for me, Rob, to be on your podcast. Like you said, I have been a patron of Rob Has a Podcast since practically day one. And I'm just very thrilled to be on your show. Well, I'm very excited to talk to you. And I'm uh, so proud of what you've created with the Hallmarkies podcast. Can you tell us how did you get into starting to podcast about these Hallmark films? Yeah. So what happened was in 2017, I put out word for my other channel that I wanted to cover the Netflix series Anne with an E because I thought I love Anne and Green Gables. And a fellow patron, Amber Nielsen, she wanted to cover it. And then we got through it and we did not like it at all. And so kind of as a, kind of as a palate cleanser, uh, we decided to do an episode, uh, on our top 12 favorite Hallmark Christmas movies. And it was just, we just had chemistry and it just fit. And so we decided after like doing five or six sort of test episodes, we decided to roll off and do its own show. And it just, took off and has become kind of this thing that's taken over my life but i'm glad that i'm glad that it has and today we're going to be talking about the f- new film you light up my christmas which is not a hallmark film Correct. this was from the <laughs> lifetime television network which yes. i i don't the full disclosure rachel i don't think i had uh, watched this i think i think they used to they might have had golden girls reruns on that i might have watched about 20 years ago uh, <laughs> so i had not been a regular lifetime television viewer but I was there for You Light Up My Christmas, which stars 
Kim Fields uh, as the lead, but there are there are facts of life. It was billed as a facts of life reunion, which included Survivor Philippines star Lisa Welchel, and we'll talk about that here today. Uh, spoiler alert: not that much Lisa Welchel in, <laughs> no. in in the film. But I, I'm I'm very curious about what you do with the uh, Hallmarkies podcast. So I know this is the busy season. All of the holiday films have started, and I think have been going on now for some time. Is this a all year round uh, pursuit to cover the Hallmark holiday films? Yeah, well, we cover all of the films. Hallmark has three channels plus a streaming uh, network, whatever you want to call it, streaming service. And uh, we cover, they have television shows that we cover. We do a weekly recap of, they have When Calls the Heart, The Good Witch, and uh, a new show, When Hope Calls, and then Chesapeake Shores. And so we do a weekly TV uh, episode recap. We do a Wednesday show, a regular show, where we cover whatever movies were on that weekend. Uh, because uh, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, uh, each week during when it's not Christmas, they do a mystery show uh, that's kind of, they call them a cozy mystery. A cozy mystery. A cozy mystery that's kind of in the vein of your Murder, She Wrote, kind of these amateur sleuths that come with. Yeah. And, and really, you can't... They're, you have to take them with a massive grain of salt. So they uh, take the, you know, uh, murder, but, you know, uh, yeah. make it a little more fun for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's putting through <laughs> the clues. There's a million red herrings. And uh, so we cover, we cover those. We cover what's ever on. They have different seasons now with Hallmark. They have Winterfest and then, uh, Valentine's, come down to Valentine's Day and spring, uh, spring, uh, fever, spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, spring one, and then they have uh, um, uh, they have summer nights and uh, fall harvest. A lot of and stuff. So, a lot of stuff. And you every, have to pretty keep much up with all weekend. of it. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and then we have every Monday, pretty much, we have an interview uh, that we do with writers, directors, actors, uh, all different people, and it's really fun. Especially when I can talk to some of these just working actors mm-hmm. who never get the spotlight. That's some of my favorites. Yeah, and I, as of right now, you watch every Hallmark film that comes out over the holidays, over the weekend, and then you recap them. Yes, and and so during the holidays, we do a non Hallmark recap, and then we also do mm-hmm. a Hallmark recap. And we have we've developed kind of this team of co-hosts, which is such a blessing in my life. Yes, and uh, and so. We, you know, we have different people kind of specialize in, in one show or one thing or the other. And, and then we have a lot of guests that come on and I'm, I'm pretty much on every single episode. There's a couple that I've missed. Yeah. Uh, so it's, <laughs> I'm the one that has the lion's share of the movie watching. Uh, but. Yes. I can think of worse things to have to do. Okay. All right. And <laughs> the, by the time it gets to Christmas, are, are you are you Christmased out or are you just have a like like the characters in these films, do you have like an endless <laughs> reservoir of Christmas enthusiasm? I kind of do. I have a one of those personalities that just doesn't get tired of things. Mm-hmm. If it's something I like, I can just have I I just don't. I mean, there's certainly there's many of the movies I don't like, mm-hmm. but the genre itself, I'm fine with it. Okay. <laughs> it's still good for me. What was it that got you into the genre? How, how did you? What was it that clicked uh, when you first saw a Hallmark holiday film? Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that that pretty much I feel like uh, that Hollywood has stopped making content 
for particularly for women that sort of escapist entertainment. Mm-hmm. They make lots of stuff for men. That's interesting. That's escapist entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> and here's superheroes and stuff, but they pretty much stopped making romantic comedies for a long time. And, you know, we got Crazy Rich Asians last year, which was like such a breath of fresh air. But even bad ones, I mean, we just hardly ever got a romantic comedy. And so I think a lot of people actually turned to Hallmark, who was so brilliant in monopolizing off of that need and making these really clean, really family-friendly uh, content and uh, that are really designed to be sort of escapist fantasies for women. And a lot of people kind of put that down, but I think there's a lot of value in that. Okay. Uh, Rachel, I never heard uh, it described that way. Uh, very interesting. Have there, has there ever been a Hallmark holiday film of anybody with superpowers? <laughs> um, the closest that I can think of is that w- we have which one... Stuff? With- Do they have witch stuff? <laughs> Well, there's The Good Witch, yeah. which is a show, um, but it's more sort of intuitive, she's kind of intuitive charm, yeah. we call it. But the closest one with superpowers that I can think of is Candace Cameron Bure's <laughs> movie where she rides a comet and goes forward in time. Yeah. And so I think like there's exciting. a lot of Santa. Santa, I guess, has superpowers. <laughs> yeah, but Hallmark has really moved away from whim- from whimsy, from... Magic, you know, any kind of magic. Every once in a while, you'll get a little bit of it, but pretty much they're straight workplace comedies slash romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes the ones on the Hallmark movies and mysteries will have a little bit more drama to them. Mm-hmm. But it's actually something that Lifetime has kind of picked up the banner of doing more magic. Like, oh, last year, yeah, last year they had a movie that I loved about a girl who wakes up in an Irish Christmas village. Okay. It was really, really funny, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they had one last year with Melissa Joan Hart, where her nutcracker comes I mean, alive. That's her lane. <laughs> uh, magic. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, it's, they're, they're pretty much just standard romantic comedies at this point, okay. as opposed to being... You know, I don't know. So you and I had been uh, emailing and you threw out the idea of, hey, is there any holiday film that you want to talk about? Because in the past, I have gotten to talk about as recently as last year, uh, (laughs) Karen Kingsbury's The Bridge, part one and two, starring Wyatt Nash. I've also talked, even though it was Liana Boris who took the hit and watched uh, Wu Huang uh, appear in Santa's Summer House, which was not a Lifetime or a Hallmark (laughs) holiday film. Uh, So Basically, I'm tracking down any holiday films with Survivors. Uh, you yes. said, hey, is there a film you want to talk about? And I said, hey, I did see Lisa Welchill is going to be in a film. But I thought that Lisa Welchill, this, I thought it was a Facts of Life reunion movie that we were going to be watching. Like, they build it as that. It's not just you <laughs> thinking that. Like There were multiple articles and lots of stuff out there that supposedly this was going to be a Facts of Life reunion. Yeah. Rachel, were you a Facts of Life fan at all, or are you just too young for that? I think I'm too young for that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I've never really seen it, but I, you know, I'm up for it. Yeah. I, and as I was watching, I'm like, oh no, I don't, Rob's not going to want to do the podcast anymore because she's hardly. In yeah, this she's thing. hard. She is hardly in it. And but I really, I up until like two days ago, I thought that the that the movie was going to be like the Facts of Life Christmas reunion. I'm like, oh, did they get George Clooney? Uh, did yeah, they get? I, <laughs> he does the Nespro. Act. Yeah, yeah. So if they would have paid him, he would have been there. Uh, but so yeah, there is uh, no. There, there is just basically there's Kim Fields 
and there are some small cameos for Lisa Welchel and I believe Mindy Cohen is the <laughs> actress who played Natalie on The Facts of Life. No Joe, uh, no uh, Miss, uh, Mrs. Garrett, rest in peace. Uh, right. But no, that, that was it from the, from the Fab Four. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of last year in the Hallmark Hall of Fame movie, they billed Patti LaBelle on the poster that she was going to be in the movie. And literally her role in the movie was opening her door and saying, welcome to my home. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole world. Okay. So that, they just you know, need, need to get you in there. And so that's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> the film with uh, Kim Fields is uh, front and center, a starring role for the actress uh, best known for... Tootie, uh, the facts. Is she best? Is that what she's best known? Have I missed uh, her other career highlights? I, I think that's Living that's Single. The, the yeah, she was there. She's Living Single. Yeah. Uh, was it was a big right. one for her? Uh, so that, I mean, that, yeah, I think that Facts of Life and Living Single, I think, were the uh, the two the two big ones. You know, I, I have not followed her career as closely as as some, but. Here's Kim Fields, and she is she is the star of the film. And just so people are going to be worried, I think about like, oh, do I need to watch the movie first? No, Rachel, we'll we'll talk you through what's going on. Yeah, right. <laughs> but she is a Phoenix realtor, and Correct. her specialty appears to be Rachel that she can put a lot of Christmas decorations around a home and then really jack up the home's value where, you know, if you went and you were going to buy this house on a regular Tuesday, you'd say, ah, 500000 But once she gets the Christmas decorations up, you're like, I'll go six for this house. Right. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize yeah. what it could look like with Christmas decorations. <laughs> Well, and you knew immediately that she'd lost her way because nobody is ever from a warm climate in these movies. Ah, ever. yeah, that was a tell so, for you. Yeah, when I saw Phoenix. <laughs> also, the guy who plays the the fellow uh, realtor yes. at the beginning of the movie, he's always a bad man of business. Okay. In every, he's either a bad man of business or he gets murdered. A bad man of business. Wow. Yeah. That's that's what these movies love to have the bad man of business, and it's usually the the other other guy yeah but in this case it wasn't really but yeah yeah he he never had a heel turn uh the guy who was the real estate partner i thought he was going to turn out to be like a sleazy guy and i thought that he was going to like try to hit on her at some point and then she's like that's it we're not working together anymore but no he seemed to be totally uh, amicable and uh you know ultimately just wanted what was best for her in the end because business is almost always the enemy mm-hmm. in al- in almost all these movies. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it does seem like that a lot of these films, uh, you know, the true enemy is the people that are perpetrating their there. There is a war on Christmas here in a lot yeah. of these films. Uh, people are trying to <laughs> shut Christmas down, and then yeah. uh, usually that goes hand in hand. I think with business, right? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes the characters have lost their way. Usually the city is a bad place. I, I joke on the podcast that you're, you can only be a good person in the city in a Hallmark movie if you run a parade mm-hmm. or you're a window designer. <laughs> Those are the two allowed careers. Yeah. <laughs> so. so Kim Fields' character, her name is Emma. Uh, I only remember because uh, the Mr. Business, uh, man of business, uh, told her, Emma, they should call you. You're Emma amazing. <laughs> Which I thought was yeah. a little bit of a stretch for a nickname. 
Well, you, you work with what you got. You right? work with what you got. Um, she, uh, well, actually, <laughs> b- before we get to her trip uh, back home, she goes out to uh, lunch with the man of business, and he is basically trying to get her to leave the big real estate company that she's working for, and yeah. he, he wants to be partners with her, and you know, wants her to talk it over. We've learned the f- the first of these uh, interesting character traits about emma which don't really have any sort of a payoff in the plot she she carries around a a lot of condiments rachel (laughs) yeah she travels with a jar of hot sauce we we later or or with a with a a small bottle of hot sauce we find out later on in the film she would carry a bottle of maple syrup with her uh, that in her in her younger days, we also find out that her and her friend would bring a aerosol can of whipped cream with them to, to go to the uh, the skating rink. It seems mm-hmm. like that. I feel like a lot of these bottles would break. Yeah, I think so. But uh, you know, a Hallmark heroine needs to be prepared for any situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess for anything that was going to be served, like there wasn't yeah. like a point in the movie where like the hot sauce would come in handy, where she would like you know throw it in somebody's yeah. eye that was trying to sneak up on her or anything. Plus, I feel like all of those things are things those kinds of establishments would have. Like, what restaurant doesn't have hot sauce? That you can readily use. I don't know. I guess that that was just a thing for her, that she needs a specific type <laughs> of hot sauce. And yeah. so that's that's what she's going to do. Um, she gets a message from somebody. And I was so confused about what was happening because she's a real estate uh, lady. Uh, then mm-hmm. she gets a, a Skype call from somebody. I was like, oh, who's, who's this? Like her best friend? Uh, and it turns out that, no, it's a different real estate person who is selling her family home back do we ever find out where the family home is? It's called Cherry Creek. Cherry Creek, but what state is, is that in? I assume it's in like the um like the mount more mountainous, like towards Utah kind of part okay. of of Arizona. We never got a, a sense guess. of where exactly it was of um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> what state. We just we know it's Cherry Creek and we know that, that she he goes to Phoenix. Yeah. Well, and it's a it's a place that has snow, so it's mm-hmm. Christmas approved. Yeah. And so she needs to go back home, and then it turns out that the, she put this woman in charge of selling her family's home. And even though she left twenty years ago, I'm not sure. And, and her father has recently as it recently has passed away. Well, at what point did her dad so. pass away? Uh, let's see if I have that in my notes. I think it was fairly recent, like in the last year in the oh in the last year okay something like that i'm not sure okay uh so <laughs> yeah. uh, that that's a big plot point of this film is that they're selling the family home and right uh, this, and this other woman is in charge of uh of selling the home right her name i think her name was heather heather Heather, yes. Yeah. And Heather is in charge of selling the home, but it's nobody's buying it. Nobody's buying it. And maybe mm-hmm. uh, maybe what Emma can do is uh, bring some of her real estate magic of, hey, put some Christmas decorations around this place. <laughs> yeah. And that'll really get people going. But we, Rachel, we end up finding out that actually Emma is the heiress to the great uh, Simmons Lighting Company. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. <laughs> and not only yeah, I love I love it in movies like this where they pretend that China doesn't exist. Yes. Because it, they're not 
they're not worried about about international, you know, lights or any light companies or anything like. They're worried about the the neighboring factory that is that is opened up in the town over. Yeah, this is crazy. Uh, this this whole storyline of the the basically, you know, the film is called "You Light Up My Christmas," and I and when you hear the title of the film, it's like, all right, well, that's you know innocuous enough. But actually, the whole movie is about Christmas lights. And the the, yeah. the Simmons family, Emma's uh, Emma's father is the was the person who created the Simmons Christmas Light Company, a, a company whose seemingly only business is producing Christmas lights. Yeah, they're well known throughout the land. <laughs> throughout the land, of uh, <laughs> that it's a you know it's a huge company, I guess, and yeah. uh, employs. Hundreds of people making the worst Christmas lights uh, that you could have. I mean, if you were going to go buy nice Christmas lights, I think you'd be buying like uh, LED. Like uh, these are like the Christmas lights that you had maybe like 30 years ago that they have bulbs that screw into these (laughs) Christmas lights. This this is like the stuff that like my dad would put on the bushes like uh, when, when I was a kid. Yeah, you'd only want them if you were really trying to go for that vintage look. Right. You know, if you were like, and the, the idea that anybody cares about wattage in their <laughs> Christmas lights made me laugh. It's like, oh, he's going to invent a new, Grade of of wattage, whatever you call that, I don't know, but that was funny yeah, to me. That's going to be a big plot point later on in the film of <laughs> that the company is about to go out of business. There is a competitor, a a competing light company yeah. that's fifty miles away, which yeah. is going to put in an offer to buy the Simmons Light Company. And the big plot point at the end of the movie is going to be that Emma stumbles onto her dad's blueprints to. Be be able to make a even brighter Christmas light. Rachel, have you ever had a, an issue with your Christmas lights where you put them on a tree or around your house and you say, you know what? Th- these lights are just not bright enough. I'm ashamed to say I have not. <laughs> I am not, not a, a very, uh, very good uh, Christmas <laughs> you, devotee, I don't think. <laughs> you haven't lit up your tree and then said, oh, my, where are my sunglasses? This is just, <laughs> this is, I, I feel like I'm staring directly into the sun right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm frankly happy when all the lights on the tree light, period. <laughs> how, <laughs> and I'm like, yes. How bright three. do they need to be? I don't know. I yeah, I mean maybe at some place like Disneyland or something like that they need it to be really bright. Yeah, maybe. I guess so. I don't know. I guess so. Yeah, but I did look up. I tried to find like a American Christmas light factory. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> I did not see exactly uh where this is. I I mean, I'm no authority on the state of manufacturing in the United States, but yeah. Of course, a Christmas light factory is having trouble staying open. <laughs> it's, right. You buy well, how? How often do you buy Christmas lights? I mean, the only time I ever buy Christmas lights is when I'm buying a new tree, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're already on there. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's 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 ridiculous, and I mean, they love. It is a very popular trope in these movies to have. They call it save the save the farm. Mm-hmm. Save the farm, save the store, save the factory, save... The- and a lot of them are trying... Not This one, not so much, but a lot of them are trying to be You've Got Mail. 
mm-hmm. with like the big means, you know, company and then the small bookstore. But the thing that they always <laughs> forget is in You've Got Mail, the store closes. Oh. <laughs> and so she has to grow. There's actual stakes and she has to deal with it. And, and these, there's, you never buy for a second that the small company is going out of business. Yeah. Uh, so that is one of my least favorite tropes, <laughs> I have to say. Yeah. In the Karen Kingsbury's uh, The Bridge, uh, the, uh, the bridge was a bookstore which was going to go yeah. out of business. Uh, too many, too many uh, big, <laughs> big uh, like Barnes and Nobles and the internet. Uh, they were uh, the evil at work taking down yeah. the small Christmassy bookstore. Right. Yeah. So basically now we see that uh, Emma, she returns home and she realizes that in the town of Cherry Creek, Rachel, they're just not celebrating Christmas like they used to. No, it's it's a it's 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 a problem. Yeah. They're just they're yeah. just not even decorating the town. Uh, no. It's that Emma has left, her dad is gone, and people just seem like they have forgotten to even make a big fuss about Christmas. No, the only store that's decorated is the actual Christmas store. <laughs> yes, the, thankfully the actual Christmas <laughs> shop. Uh, I'm not sure if they have a tie-in with the actual Simmons Light Company because a- Emma's best friend does work there at the Christmas shop and her, her husband is employed uh, by the Simmons Light Company, but I'm not sure if there's any official tie-in. Yeah. I think instead of worrying about wattage, if I was thinking of what I would want to save a light factory, mm-hmm. I would want an untangler or oh, detangler. That would be good. Uh, right? Yeah. I, would, everyone would buy that. Yeah, because I feel like that they have like that with headphones where it's like uh, you get like flat <laughs> headphone wire that does, that can't get tangled. Yes. Yeah. Everyone would want to buy that. Yeah. Uh, that would be ideal. <laughs> uh, Rachel, we put up the Christmas tree at my house yesterday and I, uh-huh. uh, you know, I, I'm very sorry to the Simmons Lighting Company, but uh, that we got a new fake tree a couple of years ago and the lights yeah. are already on the tree. Right. Although, and, and to be honest, like uh, the last fake tree that we had also had the lights already on the tree. Same with me. I'm ashamed <laughs> to admit, but it is true. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, we, we're going to end up meeting another important character from the Simmons Light Company, and uh, that is going to be a man by the name of Ben. Ben was the former boyfriend of Emma and now is yeah. uh, the CEO of Simmons Light Company. Is he the CEO? I don't know. What, I, I don't, know, I don't just... know the official titles. Again, I'm not. I, I'm not a. I'm not a businessman like that. I don't know who's who's I, what. He's running the company. He's like, I felt like he was like head engineer. Oh, I don't think he has a boss though. I feel like that he's the, yeah, the top the top true. person at the company. I guess that's true. They didn't show him with a boss, mm-hmm. so that's true. Yeah. yeah. And so he is uh, the former boyfriend and also uh, running the company. Uh, uh, very uh, incestuous, though, that it's uh, like uh, basically this is <laughs> yeah. the, the, her father's like, uh, you know, prize pupil. And then I guess there was dating the daughter, but then I guess they, they, split, they split things up. Um, why, did, why did they break up? Because she wanted to go to Phoenix? Yeah, so she wanted out of the small town. Again, this is another very popular trope. She wants all out of the small town, so she goes and she gets lost in 
in business in the big city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bad, bad, bad. Mm-hmm. Then comes back to the small town. And usually it's a man with many jobs. I kind of joke that in comparison to the bad man of business, you have the man with many jobs yes. who's just like good at everything. He's a handyman. Just, yeah. <laughs> And uh, he wasn't as much that way, but like still just like super charming and wholesome. Usually wears flannel yeah. of some kind. I like this guy. Adrian yeah. Holmes. I don't think I've ever seen him uh, in anything else. Uh, let's see. Uh, best known for, he was in uh, Are We There Yet? Skyscraper, The Cabin in the Woods, and uh, uh, Elysium. Oh. Have you ever seen yeah, him, I thought him that in anything? The leads- I thought him and Kim Fields were fine in their roles. Yeah. I thought they did with what they had to work with. Yeah. They did fine. He was good. Uh, so I liked yeah. him. But uh, they go out to eat. Uh, she's going to bring bring her hot sauce uh, with her. And they uh, catch up. And uh, he gives her the bad news. Her company is no, you know, not, do, not doing uh, so great. And uh, she's like, why doesn't anybody tell me about this? Yeah, it might have been nice to know if she was selling the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so i i really don't understand why she ends up getting caught up in like the business of the town also it seems like that she has enough on her plate between trying to sell the house and then trying to also revive the company business and she's also like very caught up in that the company has or the the town has canceled the festivities of i guess there's a big uh, christmas eve party and tree yeah. lighting in the town uh, i guess they're yes. two separate events because they we see both of them in the movie and yes. she she's very concerned like what they canceled the tree lighting <laughs> the, the canceling the christmas party slash light light festival mm-hmm. is is basically like selling your soul like yeah. to satan like this is the worst thing that could happen of course she's horrified when she finds out and <laughs> and so yeah that takes very high precedent and then of course she finds out that not only is the the factory going under but she has like until new year's and then <laughs> To, to to figure it all out. <laughs> yeah, the the time frame is is very uh, constricted in this film. I'm not sure what the date is of uh, all this going on. I mean, I, I can't imagine that she uh, gets to you know back home much earlier no. than like December 10th. Uh, yeah, and the, you know they're getting they're trying to because they have enough time to get everything ready for you know it, it's definitely Christmas time, but they have to get everything ready for Christmas Eve and the tree lighting and. They have until New Year's to turn around everything at the Christmas Light Company. I feel like that that's only a couple of weeks to turn the company around. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to go to the highest bidder in the evil Thompson yes, Corporation. Yes, the Thompson Light going Company. going to buy them. Yes, uh, the, and we, is... we get to see their commercial uh, later on, uh, that they're an evil company, Thompson, and that uh, I believe, was it Ben or was it Emma who said that uh, the uh, the dad, one time he bought a, a set of Thompson lights to check them out and they died after one season. <laughs> That's how they're staying yeah. in business. You have to buy their lights every year. Yeah, 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 yeah. no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Sim- the- <laughs> Simmons light. They make they make one. It lasts for twenty years. That's why they're out yeah. of business. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. Not yeah. Not only is there the the light festival and the Christmas party, uh, there's also the Christmas Carol going on at the the high school yeah. that she gets involved in as well. <laughs> yeah, which she was a big star in. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Did, yeah. did she just get Christmased out? Is that why she had to leave the town? It seems like that she was like very involved with the yeah. town's Christmas to the point where once she was gone, it was like they forgot how to do everything. Yeah. I, I think, I think probably so. She, she just was tempted mm-hmm. by the city and business. the bright lights and big city <laughs> bustle of Phoenix, oh. Arizona. <laughs> That's right. You lose your soul and then you come back. The real estate market was never hotter. (laughs) Neither was the temperature. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) Rachel, I was telling Nicole as I was watching this movie, I went downstairs and I I told uh, Nicole that... um, I, I'm going to move back to Long Island and, and save yeah. Christmas for uh, on New York. Yeah. I'm gonna, that's what, I I, that's what I'm doing. I'm moving, yeah. I'm moving back home, and I'm going to make sure. I'm going to start the, the Christmas parade, and I'm going to get everything going. We're going to have a big tree lighting, and I'm going to be the hero. Will you have at least a Welch will be in your, uh, in if your she wants Long to. Island Christmas? Yeah, that, that, <laughs> okay. would, that would be yeah. fantastic if we could get her yeah. to uh, appear in it. But right. you know, we'll take we'll take what we can get. Well, all right, we'll cover it. We'll take Lisa Kiefer if she could come on back and yes. uh, be a part of this. <laughs> <laughs> who do you think would be the survivor who would play Santa? Uh, I think it would be uh, Papa Smurf. Yeah, <laughs> I mean either Papa Smurf or Papa Bear. I think either of those two would yeah. be uh, you know two off the top of my head. And then I think Mike Barassi uh, and Big Tom. I think all of those people. I think we could have mm. um, you know a whole santa claus casting uh with those guys yeah i think that would, yeah that would be fun to do a uh a, a, a survivor casting yeah of a fake and then movie. yeah and i think that jillian jillian larson is like a, a real natural for mrs claus mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think that you could good. throw randy bailey in there as like a bad santa Ooh, yeah <laughs> he could be he could be the bad man of business <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love. To, uh, let's 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 save that for the end. Let's, let's cast the whole uh, Hallmark movie. Okay. Uh, Wyatt Nash should be the lead of uh, the Hallmark yes. film. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's earned it. He's earned it. He's earned. It. Have you ever interviewed Wyatt Nash? I have not. We tried. Yes. AKA we the artist okay. formerly known as Matt Elrod. <laughs> you know. I. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna. Who's the one that did the um, this. There's Missy and what's the girl daughter's name? Uh, Baylor. Ba- ba- Baylor. She would be, I think, a good lead in a Hallmark. Oh, movie. Baylor Wilson. Yeah, because she could play the guitar. Is that she plays the guitar and she's got that like small town charm kind of thing, and they love country music mm-hmm. in uh, in uh, Hallmark movies. Yeah, I think her and White Nash. I think it would be good. Yeah, I wanted to ask you this question as we were watching the the film. The the leads in this movie are a little bit older. Uh, I'm not sure how mm-hmm. old Kim Fields is. If I had to guess, I think she's, she's got to be uh I think she's got to be 50 Kim F- Kim Fields. She she looks great. Yeah, she was born in 1969. 1969. So, so yeah, so uh, right on the money. Um <laughs> so is it you is it unusual or is this kind of usually how it goes for the uh protagonist to be a little bit older than in uh you know a uh a film where i feel like that in a, a lot of uh rom-coms i feel like it's a uh, usually a, a younger couple at the center of it yeah no it's very usual i think uh candace cameron bray is in her 40s mm-hmm. uh lisa chabert is almost 40 all the 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 queen's danica 
And so, yeah, it's very common. The demographic for Hallmark is middle-aged women in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. In Karen Kingsbury, The Bridge, there was like uh, Faith Ford... And her love mm-hmm. interest, and then there was also, but then there was also like the the parallel of the uh, then Wyatt Nash and uh, the woman that uh, he was pursuing. Like there was kind of like, uh, yeah. like it was kind of like two two stories going on. Mm-hmm. And the like every every channel is practically just kind of trying to do Hallmark's game, uh, and so Freeform they try to do a younger uh, demographic. Mm-hmm. Like they had. Uh, they only do a couple a year, but uh, they had one this year called The Turkey Drop, which was surprisingly funny. A Thanksgiving Cheryl Hines is film. in it, and she's hilarious. Yeah. So. yeah. So that was definitely a younger demographic for The Turkey Drop. <laughs> is there a market for a uh, millennial holiday film channel? Um, well, I, millennial has gotten so big. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm considered a millennial, and that's weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, I, but... There's definitely Hallmark is definitely middle aged. Mm-hmm. Lifetime has like a little more edge, like they'll have a little more diversity mm-hmm. and like a little, little bit more humor maybe in theirs. Um, and uh, and then yeah, you have uh, like and there's new networks stepping up all the time, like uh, Own Channel, the Oprah Channel. They just did three this year. Wow, uh, is this yeah, big business? All these holiday films. Huge, yeah, huge business, especially if you're in Vancouver, British Columbia. There's, That's where they film the most. Yeah, most of them, I would say. There's a few that are filmed here in Utah, uh, a few other places, some in Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, but I would say 80% are either in Toronto mm-hmm. or Vancouver. Yeah. Rachel, could I pitch you on my idea for a, <laughs> yes, a holiday please. film? Okay. Yes. Um, it, it involves uh, doorstep uh, Amazon package thieves. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they, they, you know, they go to like rich neighborhoods, like uh, people that are uh-huh. really wealthy. And then they, they're looking for stuff, but they, they never find any stuff that they, that they actually want. And then they bring it to, you know, they give it to, it's kind of like a Robin Hood, uh, idea, but it's all, all about the, you know, uh, Amazon package, uh, thief game. Uh huh. And they get kind of reformed. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, they, they turn they turn ways. they turn things around by the end. I I feel like that yeah. uh, that's hot. Yeah, it couldn't be on Hallmark though. Oh, why? Because because one of my friends who's a writer mm-hmm. for Hallmark, she I, she said uh, that one of the executives told her she needed to rewrite because Hallmark heroines are not allowed to do anything illegal. Okay, so what are right, so maybe the maybe the 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 heroine is like uh the daughter of of the guy who uh steals uh, all the packages. That could work. And then or she could be having like foster foster kids. <laughs> yeah. Teens, foster teens. She has to teach the importance of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could work. Uh, or maybe she's gonna she's working on like trying to convince. Like, there's like maybe there's one big package thief in the town, and she's gonna uh, reform him. Ooh, you could make it a spinoff of one of the mystery shows. Yeah, uh, like she's gonna like start like <laughs> uh, like leave out packages of things that are like uh, maybe the Bible. I, I, I guess they don't get religious. Yeah. This is these are, these films are all agnostic, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They the closest they get to anything religious is the Science Hill Delivered series, which is written by the lady who did uh, did say uh, Touched by an Angel, mm-hmm. and it's still pretty. I think pretty approachable. I think she's a very good writer, so she does a good job with it. Mm-hmm. But that's probably the most religious that they get. Okay, all right. Let me. Uh, I gotta, yeah. We're still in development. We'll work. On we're it. still in development There's- on the. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, <laughs> package thief stealing. <laughs> yeah, I think it could be very heartwarming. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the, the, Emma is going to get involved in the town tree lighting. She's out like uh, shopping for uh, a tree. She's going to get a big uh, a big tree for the house, and then she's going to get another one that's going to go uh, in in the town. This was a, a very weird part in the movie as uh, she's back in her old neighborhood. She runs into some some stranger who says this to her. Holy doodle. Is that yet another familiar face I see before me, huh? <laughs> which, which, uh, crack me up, uh, holy doodle. Holy doodle. Do, do they have to, like, make up bad words on the Hallmark movies? Yeah, they sometimes do. They don't have, like, I mean, that's the one I was telling you about, the girl who wakes up in the Irish Christmas village. That, they totally made fun of that because she, she can't swear. In the Irish Christmas oh, Village, like the good place. So she'll just be like frosted fruitcake. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess I don't watch the Good Place, but I've heard that. But yeah, they'll be like stocking stuffer. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, they do. Uh, yeah, they it, it's it's they're all G rated. Yeah, all these movies. Rachel, did you know who is this person? Is this just like a neighbor? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's just a neighbor. I can't even you know I can't even remember that person. But yeah, I think he it's just. Yeah, one of the busy bodies in the yeah, town. Yeah, he's just excited at like, hey, everybody, look, Ben is hanging out with Emma again. <laughs> Holy doodle, everybody. Yeah. Holy yeah. doodle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. We're almost up to Lisa Welchel. We're going to talk about what's what's going on with Lisa Welchel at the ice skating rink. Uh, but first, let me take a moment all and right. thank a sponsor, Rachel. And those are our friends over at figs and figs is an amazing company that is making scrubs stylish and functional for people who deserve it most rachel are people that work in the medical profession are are they often depicted in these films uh it's not as popular as baker or <laughs> photographer yes. those are both very popular see I, that uh, but just, yes occasionally you'll see i i'm so tired of nurses and doctors and dentists and all these great medical professionals always getting the short end of the stick not only that do they also are forced to wear scratchy ill-fitting scrubs well when you're shopping for the holidays don't forget about thanking all the amazing nurses doctors dentists and people who work in medicine and healthcare that helped you throughout the year that's where figs comes in figs is creating the highest quality medical apparels for medical professionals to look their best, feel their best, and perform at their best every day. Fig scrubs are infused with antimicrobial properties to control odors. Uh, They're ridiculously soft, moisture-wicking, and featuring a four-way stretch. Uh, Nicole got to try out a pair of figs and wear them to work. All the other nurses were very jealous that she was a big fan of those. Also, I have a a doctor friend who uh, told me that he was very big fan of figs as well and he didn't even know that they were a podcast sponsor and so everybody that's trying figs is a a very big fan they make great gifts for all the awesome humans in your life and figs gives back and you can too every time you shop at figs they give scrubs to healthcare providers in need all around the world through their threads for threads initiative to date figs has donated hundreds of thousands of sets in over 35 countries i feel like that that could be the third act of uh one of these movies rachel i think that's brilliant yeah 
Yeah. Uh, Figs gift yeah. cards are available too. So show how much you care at the end of the year with Figs. This holiday season, Figs is going to make that easy by providing you with 15% off your first purchase when you use the code RHAP. Get ready to love your scrubs. Head to wearfigs.com. That's W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S.com and enter our code RHAP at checkout at wearfigs.com. All right. We did forget one thing about the lights. It's not just that they are incredible wattage, but they also evidently have some magical powers. Yes, because go on. The part of the reason why she moved away was because she put the lights on her mom's room, and then it didn't work. It didn't save her, <laughs> so she lost her faith in the yes, lights. Yes, that was you know there was a, a big monologue uh, from Emma in in the film about the the reason why. Yes, she did she did have to leave town because her dad used to always tell the story of, or I guess that grandfather would tell a story about how when dad was sick that they put the lights up and then that magically healed him, and then when mom got sick, there's always a, a lot of hardships i feel like uh in these in these films like uh back when mom first got sick uh she hung up all the lights in mom's room and then it didn't work it didn't it didn't heal her and so that that's when she stopped believing yeah and she says i want to believe again that's very sweet yeah i mean they're just christmas lights uh you know (laughs) go see your medical professionals uh who who are wearing the the fig scrubs for you know medical issues like christmas lights you know they're not going to do unless you have like maybe hypothermia maybe they might be warm but they're made with love and christmas spirit rob (laughs) i guess so i guess so but you know i mean christmas lights are good for a lot of things but not they, they don't really you know miraculously heal people You've been using the Thompson lights. That's <laughs> yeah, why. the Thompson lights. They're breaking. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we get, we see what what was the name of Emma's friend? Do you, um, you remember the? You mean Le- her, her friend who uh, is married to the guy who works at the Simmons? Uh, Lily, I think, is her friend. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So she goes that that. There's a lot of hype uh, with Lily. And with Emma about going to the ice skating rink. Apparently, the only thing there is to do with in this town is look at lights and go to the, this little, little, tiny ice skating rink. And Emma is very excited about. Hey, do they still have that hot chocolate machine? Uh, they are they still like the hot uh, the hot chocolate machine is a selling point <laughs> about the the skating rink. Uh, Rachel, do you do you like hot chocolate? I do like hot chocolate. Have you ever had it from a machine? I think I've had it a couple of times, like in an airport or a place like that. But but yeah, no, it's not, not good. Not very often. It's, it's not, not good. good. No, yeah, no. I, I feel like <laughs> I don't know why that they were so excited about getting hot chocolate out of a machine. I used to work somewhere where they had like a coffee machine. Uh, yeah, that wasn't good either. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah i i uh, i don't know they're just especially when when lisa welch's character has like some kind of bakery yeah set up kind of thing okay. you think she would just uh, be <laughs> yes. nailing the hot chocolate all right so they get they're getting the hot chocolate out of the machine they're bringing their aerosol can of uh whipped cream uh which is a little <laughs> suspect uh to be yeah. walking around uh with, with uh with with that can <laughs> So here comes Lisa Welchel's character. Lisa Welchel is, I posted a picture of this in the patron Facebook group. Um, she is kind of like a hippie. What's, what's going on here with uh, Lisa Welchel? Yeah. She plays a character I mean, named Aurora. Right. And she seriously is in the movie for, 
for two minutes. Yeah. I mean, it is so brief. It's like the Patty LaBelle, welcome to my home. Uh, yeah, she appears to be some kind of hippie type, free spirited yeah. character. I pulled her clip here from where she's going to show up. She's on the screen for about 90 seconds, uh, yeah. Lisa Welchel. Um, she runs some sort of, it, it's a skating rink and it, it appears that literally the same place that you get your sweaty, uh, disgusting skate rental. Yeah. There's also a gourmet snack bar where yeah. this, where Aurora then has uh, some like uh, fine confections uh, for you. Uh, so you can turn in your skates and then also see what she has uh, going on over here. Here is uh, Lisa Welchel as Aurora. Well, don't I see a couple of ladies who know how to nosh? Aurora. Oh my goodness. A couple of ladies who know how to nosh. Yeah. I mean, that's good hot cocoa from that machine. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's some ladies who know how to nosh. It's good to yeah. see you. You are still such a breath of fresh air. Do you uh, have any treats for us to try? I do. I do. Just some heavenly dark chocolate I've married with some day-old popcorn, a better union than my first husband and me. Although he did teach me to follow my heart. Unfortunately, it led me away from him. Mmm, <laughs> mm, delicious. Okay. Mm-hmm. Of course, because we know every marriage needs a bit of that. It's like, why are you telling us all this, lady? <laughs> this is your I mean, oversharing. I, I don't want to know that the popcorn is a day old. I, I'm very confused. <laughs> well, I don't. Know. I'm not like a you know a, a cook or anything. Like, do you do you need to have the popcorn be stale? Is it like making like French toast? That is it. Will it uh, absorb the chocolate better if it's old popcorn? <laughs> I I I never heard that in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> never heard of something. I mean, it seems like it would just be really stale. Why would you want that? <laughs> it's married to dark chocolate, uh, uh-huh. and you follow your passions. Day but old. that's you. <laughs> it's like what what, what? 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 Why are you telling us uh, all, all this, Lily? Yeah, and about or, her marriage or, and Aurora. stuff. I mean, I guess these are her friends, but but still that's a lot for one sentence are they really her friends or do they just go to the ice skating it's it's bizarre because it seems like that the, there's this oh snack bar lady oh you're like one of our best friends but also it's also a big plot point that emma doesn't know how to ice skate right <laughs> yeah <laughs> like they hang that's out at the true. ice skating rink uh and drink the 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 hot chocolate there and eat the snacks but then ben talks about how like uh his whole re- like his my, my first date was taking her to the ice skating rink because she, i know she doesn't know how to skate and even later on she doesn't know how to skate and and at least they admitted that out front there's nothing worse than one of these movies than these them trying to crop it so that the person uh, looks like they supposedly know how to skate because there's a lot of ice skating in these movies right <laughs> A lot because a lot of them are shot in the summer, mm-hmm. so they need to find a way to make like winter activities yeah. that that are inside mm-hmm. or that are on, in a small enough area that they can bring in the fake snow, mm-hmm. and so that's what makes ice skating a really great activity. Yeah, it's also in this uh, we see Mindy Cohn, uh, her character. She seems like she's not well. Or uh, Rose, uh, do you know yeah. who this is? I don't know if you're not a Facts of Life fan. I don't know if you know who the other Facts of Life cameo is. 
I mean, I mean, I know that she's in Facts of Life. Yeah, Mindy, Mindy yeah. Cohen. She seems like she's like a, a deranged worker at the ice skating rink. Yeah, I mean, I wish the, I, the wish the movie had been about these three women because it seems like that would be more entertaining. Yeah, she's like a crazy like lifeguard at the ice skating rink that's just like yelling at people about like a <laughs> like a, don't put your skates on the cement. They only go on the ice, you kids. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just like a mean lady. Yeah, she was like a. I just wrote down mini cone paroles everything. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they're like, oh, that's Rose still running a tight ship around here. Yeah. I. I don't know. It's bizarre. Yeah. It does seem like yeah. that this is also like a, a trope that uh, you know. Emma's character has left the town, but everybody else is, you know, exactly the same and doing the exact same job for, you know, 30 straight years. No, that's very true because they haven't gotten corrupted by business. <laughs> I guess so. Even though business is sneaking in and then yeah. uh, taking Christmas away because it's Except too expensive. Except for the, the Heather lady, the, the realtor lady. Yeah. Boy, so. this Heather character uh, <laughs> kind of gets uh, screwed over in the movie. Uh, she yeah. is the per- she is the woman who's who's been charged with selling the house who uh, skypes Emma in the beginning of the movie uh, as as Emma is rekindling uh, with uh, with Ben. We find out that that Heather is also Ben's girlfriend. Basically, yeah, but she's just. She's not obviously not the one. She's like the other woman. She's the other woman. Um, but I, I guess so. Can you tell me, Rachel? Like, what is what is the relationship status between Ben and Heather? Like, do they just have a crush on each other? Are they trying to get something? Like, it seems like that they keep trying to meet for coffee. Uh, yeah. But like, it's sort of implied that they are more than just friends. I feel like they've been dating for like off and on for a little while like when there's when one of them has need of a date Mm -hmm. they call the other person up but it's always been more sort of transactional and they're not really that interested in the other so then when this this, are you are you saying that they're friends with benefits is that what you're is that what you're saying about (laughs) ben and heather um well uh basically yeah i mean this is this is lifetime so yeah i can flat out say friends with benefits yeah in in hallmark everybody sleeps in different rooms it doesn't matter if you've been dating (laughs) for a year (laughs) like they literally just had a um had a sequel Mm -hmm. uh and so the couple that we'd seen get together at the end of the uh the first movie now are living in the same apartment building, but they clearly distinctly show that they both have separate apartments. Mm-hmm. They went to great effort. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, oh, yeah. We, yeah. We don't need any funny business happening on no. the, uh, in, in the Hallmark films. I just think that there, it's more of like a work kind of relationship and because Heather is still sort of ensconced in business, yeah. But what's the, there's no overlap between their work that he he works yeah. at the light factory and she's yeah. a real estate person. Like the only right. overlap but, is that it happens to be the house that I mean, I guess maybe is he like running the estate of the Simmons family? But didn't you get the impression that Heather is going to kind of 
be having an, a relationship with the Nate guy. Yeah, at the end of the film that she is, it seems like that Heather and the other uh, man of business do hit it off. I wasn't sure, though, that if they ended up just being like uh, colleagues. I don't know if there's anything romantic because he wasn't moving to Phoenix, that guy. And she wasn't like uh, leaving to go to Phoenix. Um, well, no, didn't he say they're going to, so they're going to open up a branch there. And will you, we know that he's at least yeah. going to stay through so, New Year's. Yeah, from what I understood, that they're going to be, they're going to be partners, uh, Emma and the man of business, but that, that she, she was going to be running the branch office in Cherry Creek. I, yeah. I, I'm no authority. You're the expert on these films. That's how, that was <laughs> I mean, my interpretation. I just readily assumed that if he's going to stay through to the new year, he will be converted to Cherry Creek. He's moving to Cherry Creek too, yeah. oh, this yeah. guy? I think so. I think so. <laughs> He's like, this is a great place. I, I want to open up a branch here. Mm-hmm. And they seem to be getting kind of chummy. And so I'm like, uh, I feel like that's their way of kind of having her end in a soft spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was their kind of way um, <laughs> for Heather. <laughs> so the... Second half of the movie really starts to get into the engineering of that. Uh, if if they could build, if the Simmons uh, Lighting Company could build a brighter light, uh, that that could save the company. If if they had a brighter light that used less power, um, did you notice that the tree lighting? Yeah, we even have them sing. This little light of well, mine. I not only I, did I notice that I was like through like the half the movie uh, that's like playing like very like faintly like on the <laughs> piano, but not only uh, do we get that, we also get here comes Lisa Welchel at the tree lighting to sing it. Light of mine. Rachel, I'm wondering, is is that public domain uh, at this point? You know, that's a good question. <laughs> I feel like they I were know. using it about, uh, very aggressively throughout the film. Yeah, I, I, they, they either did that or they, they paid up. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you better get our money worth on uh, this little light of mine. Sometimes the the music in these movies is painful. Mm-hmm. You either have it looks like it was written in the 1920s. Yeah. Rachel, is there a lot of, uh, like, uh, repetitiveness of, like, the music? Like, do they have, like, the same music yeah. and they use it for a lot of different movies? Do you notice that? Yes. I mean, famously, they did Christmas at Graceland on Hallmark Channel with Kelly Pickler. Oh. They've really been trying to make a thing <laughs> the last two years. And, and they sang, had her sing Silent Night nine times. <laughs> nine times? Nine times in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah, so it's pretty pretty happy. a lot of times you get these uh these starlets who uh try to sing songs that are way too hard for them but mm-hmm. they're really trying yeah. to be like their American Idol audition kind of and it that's the worst. <laughs> it's so cringeworthy. <laughs> um especially whenever I have a big rant I always do on my on our podcast yes. where I talk about Oh Holy Night. Don't sing it. Yes. It is too hard. It's a hard song. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's it goes a whole octave. It's really hard. And so all these people try to like this is so much better of just like Lisa Welter just sounded like a normal person singing mm-hmm. at a caroling event, whatever. Sounded nice. Mm-hmm. But when they're all trying to be like, oh, oh you know, yeah. like, <laughs> like it's just the worst. And 
Um, this year they have been doing a lot of pageants. Oh. Yeah, so they'll have like the a lot of times like little kids singing, which is cute. Okay, like oh that. that kind of pageant, uh, not yeah, like yeah, a be- yeah. like a beauty pageant, like Miss Christmas, like a nativity yeah. kind of pageant. Okay. All right, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so yeah, you will hear the same kind of music, or you'll hear this really weird kind of elevator type music. Mm-hmm. Like the other day, <laughs> I can't remember what movie it was, where there was this weird montage that was just like, "This is Christmas, this is Christmas, this is Christmas." <laughs> Mm-hmm. What is the song? I don't even know. So yeah, they they love a montage. They do love love a good montage in these uh, mm-hmm. in uh, most movies. Uh, love, love a good montage. <laughs> yeah, especially uh, these. I, I want to just add one other thing about the Lisa Welchill character of Aurora. Uh, we talked about how you know, she's wearing kind of like a headband. She seems like kind of like a hippie. Like she's kind of out there, kind of spacey. Um, she has one other line in the film, and I- I'm wondering if, uh, if the, this is also maybe giving us a, a little more insight into her character. Some of Edna's edibles to give you wings on the ice? Okay. Uh, <laughs> now, Edna's edibles, I, I believe that, uh, I thought that this was the case. Edna was uh, Mrs. Garrett on uh, The Facts of Life, and Edna's edibles oh, was the cute. store that they worked at at The Facts of Life, at the uh, Girls' Academy. But Oh, that's cute. So, so here she is. She's uh, selling Edna's edibles here, but I do feel like that that word edible has taken on a a, a, a different meaning by 2019. And in this context, I'm starting to wonder if this uh, maybe might be contraband uh, in Cherry <laughs> Creek that she's offering. Some of Edna's edibles to give you wings on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> Some of Edna's edibles to give you wings on the ice? Yeah. Uh, is it possible? Uh, are, like, are, are these uh, maybe funny brownies that she's offering yeah. to? <laughs> well, it is Lifetime, so it could be. <laughs> I guess it's a Lifetime. I guess, uh, hey, hey, you know, went on Lifetime. This is an Hallmark right. movie channel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I think these would be very expensive, mm. I would think. Yeah. I mean, I it's not my area of expertise. <laughs> You don't need those bright bulbs to get lit around here. That's right. We've got Edna's edibles. <laughs> fly on the ice. <laughs> to fly, fly on the ice. Uh, Did you like also how they had that really ridiculous uh, news interview? Yeah. With Ben and... Yeah, Channel 34 News uh, was going to interview them like, oh, we are here with Emma Simmons, who is uh, the daughter of the Simmons uh, Light Empire and also this engineer. She's like, yeah, we're coming out with new light bulbs that's going to make everybody else's bulbs seem dull. And boy, Huge what, news. What, what coverage they got because they, we find out that the phone is ringing off the hook after this news interview where not just people want to buy the lights, Rachel, people are sending in their resume. They want to work at the Simmons Light Company once they hear, what, Simmons Light Company's got a brand new bulb that's brighter and uses less energy? Let me, I, I got to work there. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I think that she gets like multiple offers on the house. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, all, all, <laughs> yeah, things are really picking up. The the company yeah. is the company's doing great. The orders are coming in uh, because uh, everybody wants to be part of this. Uh, this when you're hot, you're hot, and the offers are coming in on the house, uh, which she is reticent to sell. We haven't really talked about that. That she is the more time she spends at the house, she's like, I can't sell my family's house. And it's so funny because the house it looks like. 
it brand looks new. like it was made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the, it does not look I like mean, it. she talks about like, my, my father designed this home in the 70s. And it's like every yeah, appliance right. looks like a brand, never been. Now, maybe, <laughs> look, I'm not, I'm not in the real estate game. I don't know if maybe Heather came in and replaced the appliances or, or what. But uh, Yeah, that was quite the flip. If it was a flip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That I don't way. know if the property brothers were involved. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, she wants to believe. Yeah. So this is very exciting. Yeah. There's one part where there was like a couple looking at the house and then Heather is talking about like, oh, okay, well, you could you could do this. And then they're talking about like, like uh, the, the bedroom. And uh, oh, yeah. she talks about like, oh, you could just knock out the like the middle room and then you can make that into a bigger room. She is like, hey. <laughs> Emma yells out, hey, that's my room. You gut that room. I'll gut you. And she's like, oh, did I say that out loud? I'm like, yeah, that was kind of like uh, a violent thing to like be blurting out. I mean, especially for a realtor. Like, so like, yeah, calm down. Which, yes. That was hilarious. <laughs> Rachel, when they had the tree lighting and they flipped the tree light on, I mean, weren't you expecting to, you know, have people like uh, where it's like, okay, we've invented the new light bulb that's going to save the company. All right, town, watch this, like flip the switch. Like it was very much like, yeah, that's Christmas tree. That's those are lights. <laughs> I think you're just better. You're Am just I? bitter about Christmas. <laughs> I'm bitter. It was a magical moment. What's I guess, wrong I with guess you? It, it was treated like a magical moment, but nobody was like, ah, my retina. <laughs> yeah, doesn't he say they count down to the lights? And then so I think, I forget who it was that says it, that it was all you and her that saved Christmas yeah. for Ben and. <laughs> Yeah, that there's uh, so much hype that it gets reported to Emma. Oh, there's even a hashtag. Like, what do you think the hashtag was? <laughs> hashtag like Simmons, Simmons, uh, bright bulbs. Yeah, what? and even bad man of business Nate is is taken with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's everybody, very excited. Yeah, hashtag Simmons lights so bright. <laughs> that's right <laughs> the internet is a buzz about these uh bright light bulbs um there's also a weird thing where uh lily her friend like makes a bet with her for like no reason like if she gets the tree lit she's gonna wear some random ghost of christmas present costume which was kind of just like a weird like jumpsuit i I, like i I don't understand why she needed to make this bet and i don't understand why this costume had anything to do with uh charles dickens uh classic (laughs) well didn't she there was the whole thing about christmas carol and and she's there's like the town or the high school or whatever christmas carol and she goes there and then she is kind of saying some not nice things about the drama teacher like the the music teacher. teacher yeah yeah the drama teacher comes in and this is so I don't know. I guess it was something about maybe she played the ghost of. I don't know. I, I, they, I don't know. <laughs> it was it was a lot. Rachel, I, I feel like that these movies uh, uh, end very abruptly. Like I feel like that yeah. you know we, there's I feel like there's very little like um, uh, prologue uh, to uh, is it prologue or epilogue? I guess it's ep- epilogue. Uh, epilogue that there's, yeah. there's very little. They don't really wrap things up. Uh, it's just sort of like it's we we lit the we lit the lights. Everything looks like it's good. The end. Let's just go home. Yeah. Well, they're famous for 
there wasn't really a near kiss in this movie where they, you know, almost kiss, but then like a child comes in or someone says, uh, someone interrupts them or there's a sound or a phone call or something like that. And I, I hate that trope. It's the worst, Mm -hmm. but they usually have that in most of these movies. And then they'll, but almost all of them, they wait until the last minute to have the kiss Mm -hmm. and end with the kiss. And there's a few that it's a kind of a a point of discussion amongst Hallmarkies fans because some people really love the epilogue where you see like a year later, oh, he's proposing. Mm -hmm. Yay. Um, and then others (laughs) don't like that at all. And what do you uh, like? like? I, um, I like having an early kiss. I can tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. I, not the near kiss, but, um, I'm fine with either. I, I'm ambiguous about it, I guess. <laughs> but I guess if I had to pick, I would pick the, uh, the kiss. Just end on the kiss. <laughs> okay. And, and, and on yeah. the kiss. I also feel like they start pretty abruptly also. It's, I feel like that we just go mm-hmm. right into like, you know, we're just like, uh, I'm trying to like, uh, keep up in the first 15, 20 minutes of, uh, like, who these people are and what's going yeah. on. Well, it is hard because they are limited to time. Mm-hmm. And so they have to pack a, you know, a lot of stuff into, uh, into that in short time when you've got commercials and everything else. Uh, so it makes it challenging. <laughs> okay. So Rachel, overall, uh, what's your scale for rating these movies? So we do five, five crowns is the best. Yes. And one crown is the worst. Okay. Now this is a lifetime movie. Are you, can you give the, can you yeah. give it crowns? So we usually actually do for lifetime and the other networks will just do stars. Okay. But, um, we, for this one, I, I, I thought that it was totally generic and forgettable, um, but I didn't like hate it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like some of these movies, I say, I joke on the podcast that it took me to a dark place. Okay. (laughs) Well, this is a light place. Yes. This is a light place. Uh, I'd probably give this one two stars. Okay. Two stars. Two stars out of five. Uh, <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i thought that kim fields and uh this adrian holmes were were fine they're good they're good yeah um alicia rosen i had asked for questions about the movie uh she was gonna watch it and then she said uh rob i always said i would do uh <laughs> anything for you but i need to change that to almost anything i couldn't take it after 15 minutes my question is how much spiked eggnog did you drink to get through this yeah. Alicia, they, I mean, I, I was they was there for Lisa Welchel. Yeah, it, it, it's really they're way worse. Yeah, uh, Lisa Welchel has oh, like a, a like a Legolas uh, look going on in this movie. Yeah, but I do feel I think my score was even lower than it would normally be. I was tempted to do one and a half because I do think it was major false advertising, which is very irritating. Yeah, how often do they do that in terms of like a TV cast reunion? Do they, is that a is that a common like way to get people in the door? Yeah, quite a bit. I mean, almost all of them have people from the eighties and nineties mm-hmm. who like there was just one this weekend that had Punky Brewster and uh, and Steve Urkel. Oh, in it. yeah. <laughs> Soleil Moon and was, Fry and Jaleel White yeah, in the same movie. In the same movie. So it was pretty Were they exciting. love interest? No, okay. unfortunately, they should have been. Yeah. It was kind of boring. It wasn't the best. Um, but yeah, that's very common. Uh, but it does annoy me when they don't even give them anything to do. That's mm-hmm. just like, it's just there for only the publicity. Uh, yeah. Like, 
uh, there was one, I think it was my Christmas in with, where they really hyped up that Jack Kay and Tim Reed oh. from, you know, sister, sister were going to be in it. Yes. The, all of their scenes were done with the most obvious green screen in the mm-hmm. world <laughs> that they were supposedly on some cruise that she would call into. She would Skype into it occasionally mm-hmm. and get advice yeah. from them. So that was annoying. <laughs> um. uh, so yeah, they, they do a lot of those kind of tricks, which I don't like. Yeah. In this, uh, the skating rink was also called Charlotte's, which I think was also a shout out mm-hmm. to uh, the uh, late, great Charlotte Ray uh, who played Mrs. Garrett. So I think that uh, no, no shout out to joe though i think joe got uh <laughs> joe, joe got screwed okay. but yeah the worst of all like i said was the uh patty labelle mm-hmm. heavily marketed hallmark hall of fame she's on the poster and all she did literally did was open the door and say welcome to my home mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that was not my favorite okay we talked about if we were going to cast the hallmark uh holiday film <laughs> with all with all survivors uh yes okay can I, I i feel like that we're we're not there yet with the package stealers i feel like that that's still on the drawing board well what's the the plot of of our new movie um well how about you have the you have the I, we recently, there was a movie called The Christmas Club. Yes. But it actually wasn't about a Christmas club. So it got me with the idea that you could have an actual movie about a Christmas club where you have a, a, a group that meets at once a month and they celebrate Christmas once a month. And you could have the lead heroine be like the, in charge of this club and just loves it. And so Mr. Lost in Business comes to the, she, he gets, uh, stuck in the small town because mm-hmm. of snowstorm or whatever, the night of a Christmas club thing. Okay. And so he gets invited in to the Christmas club. Yes. And it, it writes itself, okay. right? All right. Well, uh, we'll see. We'll see about that. Okay. So th- that this, this man who gets invited to the Christmas club, does he want to be there or he doesn't want to be there? At first, he doesn't want to be there. And he's like, this is so right. lame. And, but- and this is Randy Bailey, is this man? He would be his boss. Okay, his boss. Okay, so we need yeah. so we need like a younger uh, protagonist here. Yeah. So this would be White Nash, I think. Okay, why? Why Nash? <laughs> why? Why doesn't yeah. he like Christmas Club? So he thinks this is all just. He had a girlfriend who broke up with him on, on Christmas, right around Christmas. Yeah, okay. So he's, he's very bitter associated. about Christmas. <laughs> yeah, there's like a negative association uh, yeah. with Christmas. <laughs> uh, and who run? Is it like young women that run the Christmas Club? <laughs> Um, so it's, uh, <laughs> it's her and maybe her sister, her snarky sister who gives her advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then maybe you could have in a, a guy who has, and so another guy that's like, that they're going to, he's going to see them hug at one point and they'll be like, Ooh, you're really interested in so-and-so, Oh, you know, so you want to have some kind of guy. <laughs> Um, I always say that that hugs seen from a distance are always goodbye hugs in these movies. Oh, okay. It's never it's a mis- like, misunderstanding. Okay, all right. Yeah, so who else? But- <laughs> what other survivors uh, do you want to have in the Christmas Club? I think someone like Angie Layton would be a really good fit for <laughs> Angie Layton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can bring out the holiday cookies. Fit. Yes, she would be a really good fit for uh, for a Hallmark movie. I think. Okay. Uh, someone who's like bubbly and sweet. So she is she in the Kelly Pickler role? I think, yeah, I think that would be good. Yeah, yeah. Well, who's the love interest for Wyatt Nash? 
Um, so like who would be good kind of home? Someone is sort of homespun, sweet. Uh, Too bad we can't get Andrea to come back for the Wyatt Nash reunion. Oh yeah, she would. She would be. She would be pretty good. Is the is the protagonist uh, woman? Is is she typically a blonde or a brunette? Um, you know, it just depends because you've got your Lacey Chabert, who's usually br- a brunette, mm-hmm. Danica McKellar's brunette, uh, and then you have Candace Cameron Bray, who's almost always blonde. Um, so that one that, okay. that doesn't really matter too much. They mix it up. Yeah, they mix it up. Um, I think like Sierra would be good. Wait, which for- Sierra, Sierra Don Thomas? Yes, Sierra Don Thomas Anglum. Yes. Okay. Yeah, she would be good because especially if they kind of played up yeah. the. Uh, maybe wholesome, could Joe yeah. Ang- could Joe Anglum play the uh, Wyatt Nash role? <laughs> He'd have to. Uh, they usually don't have that like free spirit types. So usually, uh, it's 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 kind of a uh, someone who's gotten a little bit lost in business. Hmm. But so I don't know if he could be a uh, yeah. Uh, you wouldn't it, buy uh, Joey Amazing as a business guy because he's a no caller. Uh, okay, we would need to maybe, get a maybe he a could white give collar. the platonic hug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know who would be good is Reynolds. Reynolds Topher. He, yeah, he, he would luck. be good as a uh, <laughs> a, 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 a reformed uh, man of yes. business. And then Randy Bailey the is the uh, is the villain. <laughs> is the, yeah, is his, <laughs> who's his boss who wants him to fly back on Christmas yeah. for the big meeting. Uh, look, yeah. uh, why you got we got to fly you back home. <laughs> Uh, we got a big case to close. We're not messing around yeah. here. Uh, forget this stupid <laughs> Christmas club. <laughs> Come on yeah. back here. I'll buy you and a you, beer. Yeah. You could have a, uh, like, Sari Fields be sort of like her friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she would be good. Okay. Um, and what else? Who else? Uh, oh, um, uh, oh my gosh, Kelly Wentworth, I think would be a good fit. Okay, what does she do? She runs like the local uh, Christmas tr- tree lot. <laughs> yes, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow. All right. So yeah. oh, and Keith, Keith would be Ke- great. Keith Nail. Yes, he should run the Christmas tree lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and give like give like advice, like the sage wisdom. Holy doodle. <laughs> Yeah. So I think we got it. Yeah. I think we should we should do yes. it. Okay. Uh, well, this was very fun to talk about. Uh, you light up my Christmas, of course. Uh, that the the moral of the film uh, was given to us by Emma. Okay, if your light is little, because if you share it, you create brilliance. Yes. Okay. It's okay if your light is little. Just share it, and you'll create brilliance. Okay. Uh, you light up my Christmas on Lifetime. Will there be a you light up my Christmas too next year? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> so then I have to cover it. <laughs> <laughs> What's been the best uh, holiday film of the season so far? Uh, well, if you're not counting uh, Netflix, they did a, a animated film called Claws, which I absolutely love. Claws, uh, C L A U S. You know, it's K-L-A-U-S. It's about the origin of Santa Claus. And it's beautifully animated. It's got a great message. It's not scary? It's, no. Okay. It's, it's, it's really good. Okay. Um, but I also loved a movie called Twinkle All the Way. 
and that was really sweet on Lifetime with Sarah Drew, mm-hmm. who is great. And uh, and I just thought that one was had a really nice message, and it was uh, I just liked all the characters and thought it was really well done. Um, then there was also one that was a little more serious called Two Turtle Doves. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that has Nikki Deloach and Michael Rady, and they have great chemistry together. And I thought the writing was really solid in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one called A Christmas Movie Christmas. This was on Up Network, and it, it was pretty funny about these two girls who get stuck inside a Christmas movie. Yes. So if you want to laugh, that one's pretty good. Okay, that sounds fun. Uh, what's been the worst ho- uh, holiday film this season? My least favorite is probably A Christmas Miracle. Christmas Miracle. And this starts Tamara Maori, and it's not her fault. She was fine, but it was so boring. Mm-hmm. It was about, she plays this journalist, and the whole movie was them in boardrooms trying to figure out what great holiday articles they were going to be writing. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was really boring. <laughs> <laughs> it was a tough sit. Okay. So that one's my least favorite. Um so yeah, Tamara Tamara Maori is this? Yeah. Yes. Tamara is, Maori. Are they really uh diving into the sister sister well? Yeah, because Tia Maori has done a number of them. Mm-hmm. But this was the first movie that Tamara had done, I think, in like five years. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> and like I said, it was not her fault. She's perfectly fine. It was just the script just had them in endless board meetings mm-hmm. and I was very bored. <laughs> board meetings, uh not great fodder for <laughs> no. unless you're gonna storm out of them and say, like, I'm not here for this meeting. Like I gotta go find my uh Christmas uh boyfriend or girlfriend. <laughs> Right. You just got to be doing something. Don't just be talking. Do you people even know how to Christmas anymore? <laughs> what is wrong with you people? Have you forgotten yeah. how to give presents and believe? <laughs> yeah, you got to write this great article that's going to change everybody's mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody's mind. I mean, yeah. it's very important. Okay. All right. Well, Rachel, uh, this was very fun to get into. Of course, you could check out Rachel on the Hallmarkies podcast uh hallmarkies podcast uh, dot com uh what else should people check out rachel so i am actually a rotten tomatoes approved film critic Whoa. and so that's kind of my side hustle to my side hustle <laughs> yes uh, and so yeah you can check out i have over a thousand reviews that are posted yes. on rotten tomatoes right. i see that uh you i clicked on i'm on your website i see you uh gave irishman uh the irishman you said four out of ten uh i feel like yeah, that uh, people talk about it as a great movie what uh without spoiling anything why why didn't you like uh the irishman which i have not seen yes so i'm in the minority i fully recognize that i thought it was ponderous self-indulgent it was incredibly dull to me and i i thought that the problem was is the characters are the the character the lead character says at the beginning that he's a soldier for the mafia that's how Mm -hmm. he treats it it's the same as when he was a soldier for the for the government and uh and so he doesn't have a lot of conflict with what he's doing he just does what he's told and it's not until the very end that he finally starts to have some kind of conflict about what he's doing and that was just too little too late for me and i i don't know okay it's very well made it's very well done i can see why other people love it it just wasn't see i feel like i'm not gonna like it either i feel like when you say when you say (laughs) it's ponderous uh that does not sound like a movie for me and i see that that another movie to avoid this holiday season you say arctic dogs stay away it was so bad yeah i mean those kind of movies it makes me mad because they're not only bad movies but they're bad movies for children and so they are literally like 
You have so little time when you're a child to build your creativity and your intellect. And these movies are giving them less than nothing. I mean, it was... It was really bad. Okay, Arctic Dogs. Okay, I'm, I'm sure that because animation is kind of my specialty, uh, aside from Christmas movies. Okay, all right. Well, we'll we'll avoid it here. We got plenty to keep us busy on Disney Plus, <laughs> yeah. uh, so we won't get That's into right. the Arctic Dogs anytime soon. Okay, Rachel, thank you again. Uh, this was uh, this was really great. A- anything else you want to say about uh, this movie or what you're doing? No, just please come and follow us at Hallmarkies Podcast. We really try to make it something that you don't have to be watching the movies to still have fun listening to us. That's kind of my goal. I I uh, grew up listening to the Car Talk guys and just loving them, and I hate cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's kind of my, my goal is to make it a fun show with fun banter, even if you don't like or yeah. uh, watch any of these movies. You watch so the movie so people don't have to. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So I would love if you checked us out. Um, I also have Rachel's reviews uh, where I write up a lot of re- you know reviews for different films. I'd love you to check that out. And you can follow me all over Twitter and social media. Very active in that. So. Okay. All right, Rachel. Thank you so much. Uh, take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Merry Christmas. <laughs>